0: experience new incredible hi this is marcus welcome to the fujifilm gxf podcast second episode And in this episode, I want to talk about sensor technology. I'm going to be referencing a website by the name of dxomark.com. This website specializes in ratings camera sensors. And um, there's a growing dialogue that's online where people refer to the GFX camera system as They're okay, but they have an older sensor, and somehow that is to say that they're not on par with the newer four-frame cameras, which are being released with newer sensors. The Hasselblad X1D50C was released June 2016. The Pentax 645Z was released in April 2014. Both of these cameras are medium format, both of these cameras has very old sensors. Both of these cameras are rated number one and number two. The Hasselblad is rated with a score of 102 and the Pentax is rated with the score of 101. They have been number one and number two for the last four or five years that I've been checking this, this website. And so my question is, if having a newer sensor makes your camera better, then why are these two cameras still rated number one and number two? We can go back to other full frame cameras like the Nikon 800E and the 810. These cameras are still rated in the top 20 of all camera sensors that are that have been rated and evaluated by DxOMark. And these cameras came out in 2012-2013. Um, and so the question again is, Why are so many people putting out so much information about cameras not having a new sensor, giving the impression that because they don't have the latest sensor, that somehow they're not on par with cameras that do have new sensors? I would say the answer is very simple. The majority of people that are putting out this information just don't know, and a lot of them are just repeating what they've heard. You have a flood of people that are on Uh, YouTube, Instagram, and everybody's trying to get likes and trying to get views, and they're trying to go viral. And uh, a lot of information that are being put out about these camera systems is just repetitive. And on that note, I would actually blame the camera companies because they could do a much better job of getting the information, getting the correct information out about their cameras. But it's cheaper to allow these YouTubers and people who are non-professionals as far as evaluating cameras to do that for them. So what are some practical uses for a medium format camera? Why would you buy a medium format camera? And that seems to be very easy for me. You want the highest possible quality that you can get. A medium format camera is gonna give you amazing color depth, amazing low light performance, and great dynamic range. And those are the three categories that DXO Mark uses to rate a sensor. Having great dynamic range, great color depth, and great low light performance by itself will not ensure that you take great photos. You have to have good lenses, but you also have to have good photography techniques. You have to understand lighting, you have to understand um, composition. And you have to understand and know your camera to get the best out of it. So with that said, what makes the GFX camera system so special and so unique? I wouldn't say that it's a special camera. Because you have the Hasselblad, which has the same sensor. They released a brand new Hasselblad, which has, in my opinion, some photographic also photography advantages in that camera that we do not have in the GFX system. And the GFX system has some advantages that the Hasselblad doesn't have so with that stated what is so unique why would you buy a camera that's going to have a slower mechanical shutter it's going to have slower frames per second it's not going to have all the video features and three of the cameras From Fuji are not even using phase detection. Why would you buy that camera? And the answer still comes back to one thing if you're a photographer, you get amazing results. You get amazing results. And as a photographer, I want the highest quality that I can possibly get. The GFX camera system makes me a more deliberate photographer and what I mean by that it makes me think about what I'm going to photograph it makes me develop a new approach of how I'm going to use composition when I get back to my digital darkroom it makes me think about how I'm going to edit the files because there's so much resolution there's so much dynamic range there's so much color depth It makes me edit my medium format files completely different. I have an entirely different technique. You have to edit in moderation to maintain that quality. Mistakes are exaggerated greatly because of that depth, because of that information that you have actually recorded within that sensor for that photo. It makes you think about what you're doing. And back in the day when people were using film, that's what a photographer did. You bought film. You only had so many photos per roll. It was expensive and still is expensive to get the film developed. You didn't know how your film was going to turn out until you actually develop it. And so to ensure that you got a great result you took your time. You made sure that you paid attention to your composition. You made sure that you double check to make sure that you get the right exposure. You would check your aperture. You wouldn't want to let too much light in to blow out a photo knowing that it would be that you may not have the ability to correct it. And did all of those things and those things became great attributes and those things made photographers really, really good. So has digital destroyed that? I don't think so. Digital technology hasn't done anything to us that we didn't want or were willing to accept. Your choice in cameras should fit your style and standards as a photographer. The camera's only as good as the person is using it. If you don't know the basic principles of photography, the camera doesn't know what to do. If you don't know the basic principles of composition, the camera doesn't know what to do. And because it doesn't know what to do, because you are the instructor, you are the one that tells it what to do, don't blame the device for your lack of knowledge or your lack of skill set. I don't want Fuji to give me a camera That says a lot of great things on paper, but can't perform it if I'm trying to execute it. I want Fuji to be true to what it says on paper. I don't want Fuji to give me a camera like Canon did with the R5 when it came out and it gave you 8K video, only to have that camera not be able to record 8K video because it would get too hot and possibly damage the sensor or you couldn't use it because it shuts itself off. And because it's a hardware problem, it can't be fixed in the firmware. The only thing you can do in the firmware is to give me something that says, ignore when it's getting hot and keep using it, which could possibly damage your sensor or damage your camera. I want Fuji to be true to what it says on paper. And that's what I get when I get the GFX camera systems. Everything that they state on paper is true. Now, if I want to create something great, it's not going to be the camera's decision to do that. It's not going to be the camera's sole duty to make something come out great. is going to be the person that is using the tool. You can have all the construction tools you want. You're not going to build a great building if you don't have any knowledge in math and design and geometry and how to build. It's just a tool. So what are some of the things that Fuji could come out with that would really make the experience of using the GFX camera system really good for the person that's just coming to it. I hear a lot of requests that people put out, like it would be very nice for us to have faster lenses. Yeah, fast lens would be a great thing, but it's not important. I hear people saying that it would be really, really nice for us to have a lot of great video features in the camera. Yeah, that would be nice, but it's not important. See, anything that you're requesting into this camera, that takes away from the photographic experience of this camera, is not important. It could be something that you could have in there just to say, Hey, I got this feature inside of my camera, but it's something that you wouldn't normally use. Can you imagine taking the GFX camera system with you to go do just a a run and gun video? It's a very large camera. It's got very large lenses. Yeah, I would like to have on paper that this camera does everything uh, that the newer cameras do, but does that really enhance my photographic experience? Does it really give me anything to make me a better photographer? Does it really, really enhance what I'm doing with the camera? Is it going to make me think? Is it going to make me think outside the box? Is it going to make me concentrate and uh, be more dedicated to the art of photography? If all it took was just technological advances in the camera, then we should have a lot of great photographers. We should have a lot of great artistry with the camera. And it takes a little bit more than that. There's a couple of things I would like for Fuji to do with this camera for me, but they're very small. When I think about just myself, that's a very narrow and small minded way of thinking about a tool that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people could use to be creative with. I would like to see Fuji do something that the Hasselblad did. Take all of the video features out of the GFX camera. Give me an SSD uh, storage device of a half a terabyte or maybe a terabyte. Leave only one SD card in there. Give us phase detection. That would be great. But when you give us phase detection, also put out a little notice to let people know when you're using the older lenses that doesn't have the linear motor system, phase detection may be a little bit slow. Because it's really the best autofocusing experience you're going to have is when the camera and the lens both communicate as one. And the communication between the camera and the lens is in unison to allow you to get that quick autofocusing. Yeah, there's a lot of things that people come up with and say they would love to see in the camera. I want to see more fem simulations in the camera. And if you could remove the video capabilities and give us the SSD storage space, that would probably be a lot of room for you to add in more simulations. I love the attitude of the Hasselblad. I love their approach of being unapologetic for being good at what they do. You know up front before you purchase that camera, this is what this tool is for. This is what this tool is not. And I think the Fuji GFX camera systems is on that same level. I don't like to rate camera systems one better than the other. Because again, it goes back to saying your camera should fit your standards and your creativity. It's just an extension of you. And you need to find the right tool that meshes with what you do. So, yes, there's a lot of advanced technological features that they can put into this camera. But are they important enough to be there to enhance the creativity of the person that's using it? If it's just there for you to put on paper and for people to go and do YouTube videos about to tout how many technological advanced features that they've added into the camera that has no bearing on creativity and to make more sales, then yeah, you could do that. There's nothing wrong with a company wanting to have economic and commercial success. After all, we're in a capitalistic society. And in order for this company to keep creating great products, they have to be successful. So we understand that. We just want Fuji to be true to what it says on paper. And Fuji is a camera system that you either love it or you don't like it at all. There is no in-between. You either get it or you just don't get it. And it's nothing wrong if you don't get it. There's another camera system out there for you. But this notion that every camera system must have the latest of what some other camera system put out in order to make that camera system valid or on par with other systems is just not true. And so with this podcast, I'm going to be discussing the experience of having the GFX system. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that are not so great in using a camera system. But the great things that it does, it outweighs anything that I find as a slight setback. I use this camera system because it is an extension of what I do. If you view my photographic work online, you can tell that I'm a Fuji shooter. Not because of the film simulations that it uses and not because of the way that I edit. It's because we're both unapologetic for being good at what we do. I love the medium format or the larger than four frame sensor. I wanna get as much information and create the highest possible photographic quality that I can possibly do. And I feel that with this camera system, that's what it gives me. So in future episodes, you're going to hear me talk about doing certain type of portrait shoots, doing certain type of panoramic shoots, the experience of doing street photography with a camera that people tell you that you shouldn't use doing some landscape photography and even going in and even giving a hand of taking some fashion photography where all of the other cameras will be using much faster cameras and lower megapixels again these things were done when people used film cameras so how did they do it when they were just manually focusing how were they able to take these amazing photos that we still marvel at today and we create software applications to mimic their filmic like quality? That's a question for most people to ponder and to think about. Stay true to what you do, create your own unique style, share it with the world, and let's create together. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, and I'm going to bring you more unique, in-depth information on the Fujifilm GFX camera systems. Thank you again.